Now that our friends have had some time to breathe after the tumultuous mission that turned their lives on their heads, it's time for them to begin exploring the new world they find themselves in. They already know their way around their new home, the Opal Star, and Tali and Spectra have made themselves available to answer any questions they might have. Soon they will be meeting with some Alliance officials, but until then, they have some time to themselves. Let's see how they begin to wrap their heads around what their new lives might look like. It may feel completely foreign to some of them, but perhaps with time and a little bit of help from their new friends, they will be able to find a way to call this new place home. guys researching anything in particular or are you just kind of talking about what's going on i'm going to start by finding a dindus to common dictionary and start the process that i have for a bunch of the songs that i've written that are in languages that i don't speak and just start chipping away at the language and writing a song you find so many resources you are not used to having this easy of access to information not only the fact that it's actually accessible but how quickly it pulls up. You don't really have any trouble finding the resources you need to start working on this. And you don't currently have your own personal account set up yet. You need to work on that. You have your own personal sim unit so you can like start working on it on there. And I think there's probably a way where you can like save stuff to that particular terminal. I try to find some way to make the system be able to talk back to me so that I can work on a variety of computers. By the end of today, they'll have all of your access set up. So then you can just move your work from where, from one place to another, just about anywhere, and only you can access it. So, Violina, what are you looking up? Or what are you doing in the library? That's a good question. It's just, there's so much that I'm trying to figure out. Maybe see if, if there's more information, at least at first, sort of general information about the different races. She's trying to get her head around, like, what kind of people she'll be dealing with now. Okay. I'm not going to make y'all roll for this. Like, if it's sh if you're on the shadow net, might make you roll, but for this... Yeah, no. You find out about the Ashenforge. You find out, like, as Casey explained earlier, how they are created and just some of the descriptions. Mm -hmm. It does not at all sound like anything you've seen in the Federation. Find out to Blair, they are a race of energy beings and they're insanely old. And so they travel around in the suits because that's how they interact with the world. And they also live for a very long time. And there's some information and records about how they serve as ways to gather information. They're constantly wanting to gather and preserve knowledge while well sharing what they know. So they played a big part in helping sort of found the Alliance by providing an unbiased outside party to help in the negotiations. Okay. Because with that, there were some issues. Back before the Alliance was formed, it was it was around the time when the, when the Matakai, the Kesh, and the Eldori had met. There were a lot of issues and misunderstandings, and they were all three. There were some wars and skirmishes that broke out, where they were trying to sort of 
find some way to get on the same level when it came to communication and find some way to work together. Okay. And that's where the Belair came in to sort of help negotiate things, and that was when the Alliance was formed. It started primarily as an entity to help smooth communications and the sharing of information and stuff like that between the three races. And the Belair were a big part of that, and they also gathered a lot of information and shared a lot of their knowledge just on the universe, because they were around long before any of these races started. And since then, they go on a lot of long-distance exploration with the Alliance, and they gather information and send it back to kind of like a massive database that's near and around their crucible. That's where they send all data that they get. Okay. And that information is also, like, they made it so the Alliance can access it, because this was, the Alliance has been around for a couple thousand years. They do a lot of work helping spread the information. With the Dendis, you find out more about how they were enslaved by the Zamoran Horde, which does not exist anymore. They are master builders, they're very loyal, and they play various parts in the Alliance. They usually stick with people, they're less likely than other races to sort of bounce from department to department, though it happens sometimes because different personalities. They played big parts in some of the technological advancements, working with the other races, and so on and so forth. Well, you are probably already familiar somewhat with the Eldori and with the Kesh, because like the few Kesh you might have met in the Federation, they remained rather solitary and kept more to themselves. You're surprised to find that the Kesh actually like to travel everywhere. They love traveling, they love exploration. They typically have solid black eyes, which does not match what Vector's eyes look like, because she's, I think I described her like a bright green. Okay, yeah. No one only remembers exactly what happened to their homeworld, but they no longer have one, so they just travel. And they also live for a really long time. I think it's like 200 to 500 years. Along with the Eldora, they're one of the longest living species. Huh. You see stuff about the Matakai. When you look at the pictures, they all do look very similar to Elrish. They're very honor-bound. They believe that they are born with a sort of dual nature, one that binds them to a particular source of primordial energy, and they believe a lot in fate. And, but there's another race you haven't heard of called the Valna. And basically, they are described as beasts first and foremost. They are more primal. And they're more connected and in touch with the beasts that wander a planet than necessarily the people that live on it. And they are very, very traditional. They were accepting of the Alliance, but it's taken a couple of generations for them to really sort of integrate how the Alliance works into their lives, but they still very much keep to their traditions. They were one of the last races to join the Alliance. Just with how they focus on not letting unnatural advancements in technology and science overtake their way of life. Okay. But over time, they have started adapting, and now there have been some who agree to join the Alliance. And before them were the Prometheans. The Prometheans were the second to last one that joined. After splitting with the Federation, not all of the Prometheans traveled far enough to interact with the Alliance, but a lot of them did. Some just settled on planets outside of Federation space. 
And as with all races, some of them choo chose to st stay on a planet and work there, but a lot of them choose to travel, and some of them have chosen to return, but they were very accepting of how the Alliance works, because it was basically what they thought the Federation should be, and it was why they left. Okay. And so they have worked their way up to having representation in the Alliance. And also, every race is given representation in the Alliance, of course. Like, when they join, they don't have to fight for it. They are they are given a seat at the table, if not more than one. It is a utopia. It's not a perfect system. There, there's still its issues. There's still crime. There's still people who cause trouble, people who do shady things. But it's definitely a better system than the Federation has. Wait. Do you do any research into humans? Sure. I'll see what the Alliance has on humans. You find there's actually a much larger human population in Alliance space than you realized. As far as you know, humanity has not left Federation space. Like, you know about the split with the Prometheans, but there wasn't a whole lot that they advertised about that. Okay. Some of the humans that split, they were still human when they left. Some grew into becoming the Prometheans, but some stayed human. So there are several human colonies, and humans do have representation in the Alliance. Okay. But if you sort of look into how, like, their governments work and how they interact with others, it's very different than what you've seen and experienced yourself within the Federation. Okay. And there are some of the humans, like, have escaped from the Federation. Any time that someone born inside of the Federation has moved to outside of the Federation, whether it's they are extracted, they escape on their own, something happens and they just kind of get stranded, there's a debriefing process that varies. They're not forced to swear fealty to the Alliance, but the Alliance will help them find a new home, do it, like doing whatever they want to do. And that's the same for all races, I'm guessing, or just humans mainly? Anyone that comes out, because sometimes mm. things happen and people accidentally end up outside of the Federation. It's not super common. It's also rare that Alliance personnel would pull Federation people outside of the Federation, but it does happen sometimes. Okay, so they don't put people who like accidentally got out of the Federation back in. They're just kind of, well, where do you want, what do you want to do? If they can gently redirect them back to, they can, but if most of the time they're just like, hey, so space is bigger than you think. Unfortunately, we can't really put you back, but we'll get you taken care of, I promise. Okay. People eventually get used to it. Well, at a certain point, as Spirit is working on her song, she's gonna probably subtly pop open the charts that she follows to keep track of the outreach, or basically the social media that she would have over on this side, and starts to do more research into all of that. So at least she's aware of her numbers and reach. Federation, you're still not getting much. Oh, I'm going on the, the ship computer. Uh, yeah. It might take you a while to get used to seeing that many zeros. Your download numbers. <laughs> and some songs that never got downloaded are some of your most popular ones. I like that one. If you want to dig into it, you can get a lot more detailed demographics and analytics on what songs did better in what areas and stuff like that. That might be for, for later on. Right now, I think that she's going to focus on who's distributing the music, what name is that going by. She's really mostly trying to figure out how the music got over. Okay. Basically, she's trying to find her agent. 
she doesn't realize she's trying to find her agent. Yeah, she doesn't realize that. She's more looking at, how did this get over here? Did it just leak from the other side? Like, it accidentally made it over? Or is it up for free, and I'm just SOL? Or what's going on? <laughs> she wants her royalties. Yeah. Oh, don't worry, she's in for a very fun surprise at some point. But she has no idea, so she's gonna start that research. There are several different music companies throughout Alliance Space, and... I'm fairly certain it's a pretty well-known one. It takes you a bit to figure this out based off of the name, which I have not thought of the name for the music company. Future Tracks. There you go. That's your name. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's Future Tracks, one of the most well-known. They're notorious for being very, very picky about who they choose to represent. They're the universal music of this world. Basically, yeah. And the more you dig into it, the more you can't figure out. It never says exactly how you got picked up, but they've been publishing your music for a while. Seems problematic. If you do research into your net worth, your net worth, you're worth a lot of money. Hmm, that's weird. I pop open my bank account on the Federation <laughs> phone, and I'm like, those numbers don't line up. I'll <laughs> be a perception check. Okay. Uh, what? Both of us are just Farida. Okay. Just Farida. Perception is that number and. Or do you want investigation? Option to see if you notice something funky. Then you can investigate if you want. Sure. Perception, that is an 11. Wait. You pay attention to your spending and you remember what it was last time you checked and then you spent some money and you're just saying, like, wait, that number should be. A little lower. That that number is not quite right. I go back and look through the history and see what the deposits look like. Alright, roll investigation. Okay, for that I'm gonna use a dice because this digital thing screwing me over. Where are you? Oh, right. it's already right next to me. Oh, that's a nat 20. For investigation? <laughs> yeah, that's a 25. Okay, so as you're looking, you don't really see a deposit. But as you go back, about several moments where you spent some money, and then the next time you spent some money, the amount of money you had before you spent it was higher than it was after you spent money the last time. Probably goes back years, but your bank account just will suddenly have a little bit more money. It's never huge amounts, but sometimes it saved you from going negative. Hey, Vilina. Yep. Could you look at this for a hot second? Sure. This is weird. Full investigation. Okay. Just to see if you notice. See how the numbers don't line up? That seems sketchy. It, it is becoming increasingly sketchy. Let me finish seeing how sketchy it is. Uh, investigation? <laughs> it is 18. It is 18 sketchy. There's definitely something not right, but looking at it, you can't tell where those numbers came from. It's mm. obvious that the amount of money in her account will just randomly increase. Not by a whole lot. If I just, just enough, there's no way it's an accounting number issue. Well... Do you think that hmm. you'd be able to figure out who's doing this? I can try. I mean, not that I'm complaining that they're doing it. I mean, this is fabulous, but... We probably need to move as much stuff as we can away from the Federation, like bank accounts and such. That's fair, but I also wonder if doing that just refill it again. Hmm. I need to find some way to contact whatever it is that's doing this, or find some way to stop it. Yeah. Well, let's see if I can find out who or what's doing this first, and then we can go from there. That would be very helpful. 
at this point with all the research you've been doing, it's probably been about an hour or so. And Tally's going to poke her head in the door and is like, Hey guys, fixing lunch in a minute. What are y'all up to? I'm doing some research into that very interesting information you gave me like an hour ago. <laughs> Did you realize that yeah. my net worth is like so much? Yeah, I figured you were rich. Yeah, that's that's gonna be a no, and I I showed I showed her the bank account. That's weird. Also, how in the world did you get your music published by Future Tracks? They're huge. Oh, I'd like to find out too, because I have a feeling they owe me. She's gonna look at the numbers, and she rolled an eighteen. That's weird. Yeah. There are not many people who can do that. They're really hard to find. Well, I mean, they're being nice, so I guess that's good, but... We should probably find out who they are. Yeah. Yeah. Would they be on the shadow net, since they're kind of hacking into a system? I would imagine they've been hired by somebody to do the hacking. Yeah. I think we might be, we might be three levels removed. If you just put a question out there on the shadow net, you're gonna get a bunch of people trying to either rip you off, rob you, or kill you because they're bored. Yeah. That last one is not likely. Yeah, usually people only disappear after asking questions on a shadow net when they've pissed someone. But yeah, some assassins do get a little stir-crazy between jobs. Yeah, it does make them a little easier to find sometimes. It's really annoying. Okay, so... Hmm. Do you have an idea on where to start looking for this, for this tally? Did my investigation check point me in a direction? Yeah. You just noticed that there are some discrepancies. It's going to take a while in finding people to talk to to figure that out. This is a long-term, you will figure it out thing. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I'm not trying to find figure it out right now. But the 25 didn't point us in a direction. You know, it's someone that if they didn't do the hacking to do this themselves, yeah, would have to have a lot of money to pay a really good hacker. Okay, I mean, that's a direction, so I can work with that. That and they don't want anyone to know who they are. Both make sense. Which is odd. You think a benefactor would be like, look, I'm giving you money. Look how nice I am. They're being very subtle. Unless it was the record company or someone in the record company trying to not... I don't know if there's a sort of space IRS, but... <laughs> don't want to show that they're not paying one of their extremely successful artists. Oh no, they've definitely been paying and there's no way they could get away with that. Unless they put the money into like space Switzerland. <laughs> What's Switzerland? It's a saying we have. Don't worry about it. It's actually it would definitely be real because humans exist. So yeah. Earth technically exists. Or did exist. Or did exist. I don't think it exists anymore. Okay. Well it used to be on Earth. And have to see if we can find someone to ask questions about that, but it's gonna be tricky finding someone who doesn't want to be found. At least they seem like they're nice. I have a feeling that with the nickname of Shadow, or what was their other the Spectra, I have a feeling that we're in the company of a bunch of people that are very good at not being seen or finding people that don't want to be seen. Also, you, Violina, you seem to be quite good at that. I do my best. Her name's actually Spectre. That that's not a nickname. No, but her handle on Shadownet is Spectre. Yeah. <laughs> she says when she was younger, she thought it'd be funny. I mean, it. I mean, it is. <laughs> it is. It's just a little on the nose <laughs> now. That yeah. was her name. I don't think she uses that one as much anymore. She has some others. Okay. 
I might still use it to freak people out sometimes. I don't think that's what she was trying to do, but I know she does that sometimes. Or so people don't always immediately see her military record. Because sometimes we have to lure people out of places, and it's a lot easier when it's not super obvious on the Shadow Net that you're an Alliance officer. Yeah, that would make things helpful. Yeah, she's got a real long record. Figure this out later. I'm gonna go fix lunch. Ready in about half an hour? Lunch, dinner. I'm going to go fix food. We can figure out what meal it is later. Okay. Looking forward to it. Spent too long with meal designation inside space. She just kind of trots off. <laughs> so y'all have probably about like another 30 minutes too if you want to keep researching things. Oh, I'll probably just keep on working on the, on the song. Maybe lay out the first melody. Because now y'all can actually get information on who they on who. Oh yeah. Tally and Spectra are now that you have their actual names. Yeah, that may be a side project for me. I'd also, I'd actually like to see if I can find out who those people were that supposedly stole the scout. Like, were they Federation? Were the people from the Federation? Or were they from a third party? Uh, might also be a project that takes a while, but you can set something up to start searching on one of the little side terminals. Okay sort of facial recognition thing. Yeah. When you set that up, I'm guessing you're using the picture Farida took that also that got both of them and the shuttle that they were in, right? Yes. Yeah, Farida took only, like, one picture, right? It was, like, a couple, but they're all the same quality. Alright, then. As you're searching, are you just looking at their face? Or are you, like, looking for anything identifying, or...? Yeah, anything identifying, not just their face. I mean, I know that facial recognition would be helpful, but anything, any potential identifying marks are... Both on their bodies, and are you looking at the shuttle too, or...? Yeah, I know we didn't see anything earlier, but maybe, I don't know, maybe the systems on the ship would have better luck in finding something? You get a notification that it's the search is going to take a while because it's going to go through all the databases and also comb through information gathered on the Federation. It might take it a while to track down the two, but you also notice like something about the recognition software fixates on different aspects on the shuttle and starts searching that too. Okay. And I'm gonna do a roll. If it gets above 10, you find out before lunch. Or whatever the meal is called. Out of six, you find out after you're eating. Okay. It's, it's processing. It's going to take some time before you start getting any information. If there's anything else you want to do while you're waiting. And also, Anima, you hear there's a little ding over the intercom and Tally letting you know that food will be ready in about 30 minutes. I'm gonna go help. She looks a little surprised at first and she's like, yeah, come on in. That's what we're fixing. If you want to help do this, I can do that. Oh, I have a lot of new recipes I want that I can teach you. It's really exciting when I get to work with someone else who loves cooking. She's back to Bounty again. Would you be interested in learning new recipes? Yes. Awesome. Come on, let's start with this one. Okay. And so, too, you just start cooking together, and it actually ends up finishing in like a little under 30 minutes. Do you want to talk to her about anything while you guys cook, or ask her any questions or anything? As it's just the two of you right now in the mess hall. Part of me, Casey, would like to get on with that. The part of me that's like trying to be Anima is like, it's probably a little bit not into that right now. 
So if she asks anything, it's going to be questions about how big should I cut this thing? Or, you know, is there a time period to saute this or whatever, you know? So you guys just kind of chit-chat about cooking and Tally asks you some questions about, like, have you ever cooked with this before? When did you learn how to cook? And just add her. So you're probably still not used to this level of friendly conversation. Another sort of ping over the intercom. It's ready, come get it. All right, I should have done everything go. By with the remaining time, would just sort of look at different materials for jewelry, what sort of cultural traditions are for jewelry, things like that. So nothing really in depth. You do find a lot. It's you have a feeling it's going to be a lot of interesting things to dig into. And you, since you've worked a lot with jewelry and different cultures, it kind of helps you get a better understanding, a better feel for some of the races. Though it's still a lot to wrap your head around. There is a race of sentient humanoid tigers, sentient humanoid lizards. <laughs> it's a lot to get used to. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just kind of get started into that sort of, at least so I can know where to start searching again. And so y'all make your way and you see Tali and Anima are sort of setting up the food and it's buffet style. So it's a come and fix it yourself. So you guys can get however much you want. It looks like Tali might have gotten a little overexcited and made <laughs> a little bit too much. She's just like, no, it's okay. We, we have leftovers. We got a really big fridge. I haven't cooked in so long. I'm like actually cooked, not in giant metal robot suit. I'm gonna go in there again. Very thankful for it. Not going anywhere near that thing for a while. Oh, shoot. Speaking of suits. One second. I gotta go check on our friend. And she just runs off towards, towards the med bay. I know you mentioned that some of the rooms have terminals, like to communicate within the ship. Would it be like a sort of. Basically, I wanna see if I can send a message to Tally since she ran off and ask if we need to. If we should try to get Ty out of anti-gravity room. As you're looking around for that, Spectra's gonna walk in like, wonderful, everyone's here. Are we settling into things all right? I also realized that might not be exactly her voice. I forgot how I was doing it. A little bit more Irish. I don't know. I guess we're settling in all right. I just found out that uh, there seems to be a secret leak of money into my bank account, which is weird. I don't know. It is rather odd. I know some people who can help answer some of those questions. That would be uh, useful. Thank you. It can be hard to get a hold of, but I know where to go. We actually met Ty. Tali was surprised that he was here. Yeah, I knew he had been near the ship. I didn't realize he'd come with the ship. Yeah, he's in the anti-gravity. He's actually up in the comms room right now. He came up and said hi, and then went off to check on things. He should be here in a minute. Hope he didn't freak you out too much. It was more Tally when she slammed him into the wall <laughs> via anti-gravity and hug. Ah, <laughs> oh, Tally. They're very close. She gets very excited sometimes. That is a also surprised that he had actually contacted when we were in Federation. Did what? Yeah, I was talking to uh, both of us, I believe. As you say this, he walks in and like, Hello, good to see you, and Spectre just walks up and smacks him upside the head. I mean, in his defense, Spectre, you were not doing a good job of hiding the personal simulator. Hey, did you seriously break protocol? Hey, you? Hey! 
I mean, you kind of did as well by taking three people from the Federation. I mean, we went willingly, so it's fine, but... It's either that or you were going to die. I wasn't about to leave you on that ship. Yeah, fair enough. Us, whoever sent you on that mission, if they knew you survived, they'd probably try and kill you, so... Eh, that happened. The Alliance will be okay with it. Probably get a slap on the wrist. It's fine. I have no regrets. I've given up on her voice. Her accent just changes randomly sometimes. There you go. <laughs> I'll eventually learn her accent, I promise, because I really liked it, but I forgot to listen to it before this, because I was too busy, like, what am I going to do with you guys? <laughs> She's gonna gesture mic. Come on, help yourself. I'll be back in a second. Good to know, thank you for helping with the scout. It's not good for them to go so long without being near their crucible. Yeah, luckily I was able to give them some energy. She's currently, like, putting some of her food, facing herself with plate as she talks. Yeah, there aren't a whole lot of Belair left, and most of them are kind of scattered, but they do try and stay near or at least go by their crucible every so often, regularly enough to where the energy loss isn't a big problem. But that sea of dormancy, they had to have been there for a while. But what happened to the Belair? Are they dying out, or...? No, it's just... They live for a really long time. Don't really know if they reproduce. They're energy beings. It's weird. But they're older than both civilizations added together. Which makes them incredibly valuable, because they love sharing their knowledge and understanding of things. Probably currently too tired to share much now. Could be useful later if he decides to stay with us. We'll see. Right now, Tally actually ran to check on. She might be back in a few minutes. Just running diagnostics. She can be a little protective of people. And a few minutes later, she comes back and Tally comes back and is like, it's fine. Doing alright. Still awake, still stable, but we probably need to get him back to the Crucible in the next week or so before we need to start getting concerned. So, can they only recharge through their own Crucible, or through other Crucibles? I think energy from... He explained that, some, that energy from other Crucibles can help, but he's been gone from his for a really long time. He might have been sent to y'all's part of space before humans were around. Like, as a species? Not entirely sure, but possibly. Ah. They're old. Yes. Oh, that reminds me. Captain, you're finally not the oldest thing on the ship. Spectre just throws your fork at Tali, and it misses. Very rude thing to say about your captain. Tali just sticks her tongue out at her starts fixing herself a plan. I'm assuming y'all are also fixing yourself something to eat. Yeah. Waiting until everyone else is gone first. Ty fixes himself a small plate, and there's a single round table in the middle, and everyone just situates themselves around it. So, do you have any more questions for us? Anything you'd like to know? The ship? About us? About the Alliance? Or would you rather talk about something else for a while? <laughs> I'm good. I don't really have anything that I have questions about. No reaction to the fact that a multiple thousand year old being is now the main reason that Spectre is not the oldest thing on the ship? I don't know. I'm just kind of taking it in stride. I have my own things I'm juggling inside my head. It's been two hours since they tried to kill us. I'm not going to be focused <laughs> on the thousand year old being. She's not that old. Did she tell us she was pretty old when she first was a shadow is just a cover? She told you she's not human. I don't know if she's told you how old she is yet. Not exactly, but she, well, I don't have it written down, but I remember her, like, implying that she was fairly old. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and y'all uh, now know that, well, Prometheans live for a while, but Kesh also lived for a really long time. Yeah. Yeah. You guys don't have anything in particular to talk about. They might just sort of talk about general alliance things, like explaining some of the such you would have researched earlier, Violina, about how the alliance was formed to help create a peace between the Matakai, the Kesh, and the Eldori, because when they first met, they didn't get along very well. The player were able to help sort of foster that, and then it just continued growing to now where it just helps keep balance between things and there's also it helps sponsor research into medicine exploration all kinds of things basically think star trek federation is there any it could be like less of a like overarching big questions but any smaller personal questions you might want to ask the crew oh ferda is actually genuinely interested in the robot suit as a alternative to her mask appearance spell. You're welcome to bring that up at some point in the dinner conversation. She probably will, but she already talked to Tally about that earlier. Do you want to have her bring that up at dinner? Sure! I think Vi would also kind of want to know how Hi knew to contact her. If it was just because of what she was looking up, or what, but I'm not sure how to address that, so... Let's do Farida, and then we can do yours, so you can have time to figure out how to approach that question. Uh, yeah, yeah. Farida, ask yes. your question. Oh, hello. Hi, uh, uh, who am I asking? Who do you want to ask? The one in the suit, probably, because she's probably the one that did it. Hey, Tally, where did you get your suit in? How did you, how did you, how did you get your hands on that? I'm kind of interested. Uh, part of it was borrowed from some Blair designs. I have some friends, and there's some people that I know uh, they had done some study into Belair suits and how those work. So when we were talking about going undercover, they built me a custom one. It's not as great for defense, but it did a really good job of hiding um, this, and she just gestures to her, like, bubblegum pink face. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure that you can imagine considering that you figured me out within seconds that having this face, she gestures at her own face and mimicking Tally very much so, is kind of an issue. And uh, well, I do have like magical solutions, but to be honest, this isn't something that I've had to deal with before. So I was kind of thinking if we could talk about working on making one of those for me, that would be really cool. Spectral looks up, it's like, you're looking for something to help disguise yourself, yeah? Yeah, uh, that would be great. She reaches up to, you didn't notice before, but she does have earrings. She just reaches up to one and clicks it. Like, she has this sort of bluish-greenish tinged skin, oh. and that just disappears. And she now looks almost exactly like how she looked when you met her as Captain Shadow. And she okay. clicks it again and goes back to normal. That's cool. thing I forgot to mention is she still has the black and red streaked hair, but it's silver at the roots. As that's oh. from her Promethean side of the family. I might be interested in both of these things, actually. I would actually also like to know about Yeah, she could probably make Spectra, them. Spectra, how did you get those earrings? Were they made from an artificer, or are they a magic item? I have an old friend who is an artificer. We more or less grew up together. Ah. Really good at making these. Sort of a bit of a custom order, not standard alliance issue was how I was able to get this job, because I was just really curious be able to convince them to make you some. It might take a while, though. It cost a fair bit of money, but I'm sure I can work something out with him. Alright. Well, both of these look like great ideas. 
one's significantly less stuffy. That's fair, but I would imagine that if someone were to touch your face, they'd be able to tell that it's not exactly right, right? Nope. No? It's a physical polymorph? This one specifically just changes the appearance. It's, it's kind of like a glamour, but it sticks to my skin in a way. So if I used it and someone touched my face or my arm or something, some part of skin, then they would be able to tell that mine isn't correct, but due to just the Eldori characteristic. From the rule book, it mentions that the Eldori have ridges to where it doesn't look like it, but if you touch their skin, it feels sort of like you're touching a Okay, in that case, Spectre's gonna go, yeah. For you, it might be a little more difficult. Right. Like, if they touch you, they would notice. There are ways around that. Okay. But for you, Farida, it shouldn't be as much of an issue. Also, change hair color. Well, I don't think there's that much of a cause to change that. If my face doesn't match, then they haven't been really curious. Is there, for example, a time limit or a cost to uh, you uh, changing yours? I just made these up on the spot. <laughs> There probably is a time limit, considering it's probably the, the spell called Mask Appearance, which is not a cantrip. Trent was able to find the way to make it last for up to, it was eight hours when they got up. He might be able to get it to last a little longer, but then you need to let it recharge. I guess I have interest in pursuing both of these lines. I mean, sure, it's less stuffy to have earrings, but the n- nobody questions the robot. They see a robot, then they say that's the robot, and that's it. If they saw you in that suit, they would wonder why there's someone trying to pretend to be a Belair. The only reason that works in the Federation is because they have no idea what a Belair is. Fair. But maybe I need to walk around the Federation sometime. Not sure why, but I'm sure we could do something if that ever becomes a thing you need to do. Maybe it's just a bit of a pet project. I can look into both. I'll work on getting in contact with my friend. I'm not sure what part of space they're in. Oh, what? It would be good to reconnect. I'd appreciate the research into both, I guess. Let's see what we can do. Do you get in contact with your friends? I mean, sometimes they take a while to respond, but yeah, I can pester them about it. Actually, Captain, have you tried casting spells while you were disguised? Like, spells you have to concentrate, some of the harder stuff to make happen. I was gonna say, isn't she a pilot? Or is that not a class? Yeah, it's not a class. You don't know, but she is a specialist. (laughs) Okay, alright. And she is an infiltrator. Because, see, I'm wondering if something like those earrings would also take concentration. Which, if she doesn't really have a reason to cast spells or do anything that requires other concentration, it would be, like, a non-issue for her to use that for eight hours straight. If you're trying to go for a specific appearance, it's a little harder to do spellcasting with it, but it's pre-programmed with a very simple change. So if you're sticking with that, it's not an issue. But if you're trying to pretend to be someone else, it can be a little more challenging because it involves more of your personal thought. That makes sense. That might also be a reason to focus on the more analog, considering my specialty. And then she'll kind of wave her hands in front of her, and blue fire will crackle between the two, and her eyes glow blue, and then she just shuts it off. It's a very impressive specialty. There was no heat, no particles, no nothing. It was literally just an image. Literally her specialty. Special effects. <laughs> I have a feeling that's what that was. Well, yeah. You didn't think that I could hire the people to uh, perform in my music videos, do you? Oh, and I've worked with enough people of talent similar to yours that I can recognize it. There you go. As I said, my friend has been working on these earrings and stuff like it for since we were children. Spent a lot of time to develop it. 
Yeah. Well, Vilina spent a long time working on this color thing that I use. Yes, it's very impressive. I'd be curious to know that's... how that was made. I was the customer, not the creator. I have no idea. We could talk more about that later if you ever want to share some of your skills. I understand if you don't. Who are you talking to? Ta- she's talking to Vilina. We're used to the much more closed off world, but I, I think you'll all like it out here. Be interesting to see yeah, how much more is out there than we originally thought. It's, it's a lot. But once you get over the shock of it, it's, it never stops being awe-inspiring, but it's amazing. Our first stop, though, will have to be at an Alliance station. You need to report in and let them know that you're going to be more or less joining the Alliance. When can we be expecting to do that? To have this meeting? To be... and tomorrow. Okay. We're pretty close to one of their stations. It's simple. They'll ask you some questions. They'll make sure you understand sort of what they are, where they came from, ask about things you're interested in. There'll be a medical scan. I'm sure Holly did one for you here. They like to have it in their database, so if you're ever separate from our ship and something happens, once you get to a medical station, they can immediately know how to treat you. Oh, makes sense. They're very good about keeping that information locked up tight. I would hope. Probably not going to see a whole lot of people while we're there. I imagine, fair that you're probably not quite Ready for all of your fans? For prime time? Yeah, no, that's, that's... I'm gonna probably mix up my face a little bit for that meeting. It's okay if you show them who you are, and I'll explain to them. They're not going to broadcast that all of you are here all across the universe, but... Would it be okay for me to scramble my face a little bit before you speak up, and once you have spoken up about the matter, and they have agreed to not make a big fuss, then I can drop it. He just kind of thinks about it. It's like, I think until we're meeting, that shouldn't be a big issue. There are some that might have some, but yeah, you should be fine to do that. Okay. Hopefully we're meeting with my usual handler. He's pretty laid back. So would we be meeting just one-on-one with someone? Will we be meeting sort of council or what expect? There'll probably be a couple of people there. I'll see what I can do about getting us in one of the more private wings, just so it's a little less people. Yeah, there'll be probably a couple of attendants there. I don't know if we're going to meet directly with any council members right now. I can... There's so, quite a bit of red tape that goes behind that and give y'all a chance to get used to the world and get used to things before give you before I would take you to meet them. There's also a lot of security in that room. It's intimidating. This group of counselors there are the, the sort of head of the Alliance? More or less. There's not really one particular head. It's just they all work together. Sometimes they'll choose a representative to be a figurehead. Okay. But because all the different peoples have their own ways of governing themselves, so the Alliance has had to find ways to exist in a way that respects all of those. It's not perfect, and it gets messy sometimes, but it works. It's always growing. There's always someone suggesting new ways to try things. Is there just sort of one representative of each race in this council? Or, like, is it a large council? Is it smaller It honestly depends on what they're talking about. If it's, like, larger issues, there's more people involved from each of the races. Just because it involves, as it involves everyone from all of the races. Mm-hmm. 
I like having a wider variety of opinions, and I don't know exactly how all of that works. I've never been quite that high up in the Alliance, but I do know for smaller operations, smaller trade negotiations, some scientific explorations, things like that, it's smaller groups. Science is good about being open with information, though, so you can research, but also they won't blast the fact that you're new here around the town, or that you're here around the universe. At any time you go into any sort of alliance thing, they'll, they'll know who you are. When you say that they will know who we are, just that they will know that we are a part of the alliance, or sort of given a security clearance? It depends on what you decide, because... First, it would be you could be citizens of the Alliance, and you are welcome to stay on board the ship if you would like. I can help you figure out things, considering I'm partially responsible for taking your world and shattering it. And still don't regret that, but I realize that's a lot. The choice ended up being joining and leaving with you or, well, death. That's, that's why I don't regret it. I can help you find your place around here, and if you're welcome to stay on board as long as you would like. Big place, and I travel around a lot of places. You don't in any way have to decide that now. Just, huh? You have options. Alright. No, I wouldn't be able to drop you off until after we've dropped off our taking care of our Belair friend and figured out what he wants to do. Understandable. He is in a much more precarious position than we are right now. Should be alright, but I wouldn't want to give it more than a couple of weeks before we get there. Yeah, precarious may not have been the best word, but uh, yes, his needs should probably come before this is. Anna, you've been awfully quiet. You already all right over there? Yes, I'm all right. I'm just checking. I realize this is a lot for you to. It's fine. I'm fine. It's all right to not be fine, Anna. I do have one question. Does it? What sort of information will the council need? You usually don't ask a lot. You will be dealing with the council directly. Just a couple of representatives or... Like I said, hopefully we'll just be meeting with my handler so we don't have to go through as much red tape because I do have a report to give. But you'll just be meeting with a couple of Alliance officials. They'll do a basic bioscan, ask name, age, just very basic information. Whatever you're able to give them. I realize with you, you have some memories missing, so just you can answer as best as you can. Right. Are you worried about it? I will be fine. Thank you. I've has like a little bit of a concern, not entirely convinced. Do have any more questions or anything else you would like to know? You're more than welcome to ask. I must probably return to the helm, and I do you mind monitoring communications and letting the nearest Alliance station know that we're on our way? Absolutely, Captain. Wonderful. It's probably getting late, and you guys could probably use some guard. Welcome to retire to your room, so I'll pick you up in the morning, and hopefully we should be close to the station so we can get that done with. And you can start your new lives. If no one else needs me, I'm going to return to the helm. If anyone else has any questions about anything, you're more than welcome to come and ask. Okay. Well, and she gets up and leaves, and Ty follows after her, until I just at you guys for a bit. And yeah, I feel like this is all a lot at once. And maybe once you've had some time to sleep, it'll be a little less confusing. I don't have to go to bed now, though. You're welcome to get in the library if you want, or training room, or I don't know if we have anything queued up in the Recrix set. And I need to fix y'all's pocket information. I'll go do that. That might be useful. 
I can help if you like. Sure. I was just gonna go talk to I was just gonna go talk to Ty because he's got the credentials to do that. So I can oh. probably do it myself. Gotcha. Anyone else want to come or I can just give you basic login information and you can change it as you want. Sure, I'll come with you. Anima's going to go back to her room. Emma returns to her room, Farida and Bailina follow Tali to the communication room. She walks up to Ty, who's sitting at the table. He's still in his plain trousers and ordinary shirt. She's like, Ty, can we get them so that their login information set up so they can have their own personal accounts? Absolutely. And he types at the screen for a little bit and does a gesturing motion, and it's you see the information like fly from one screen to another. He does that twice, it's on two separate screens. There you go, you can both set yours up, and is the missing the Ashenforged ladies not coming? I can set her up one. That'd be great, Ty. She just kind of like leans on his shoulder, because he's significantly beefier than she is. Yeah, y'all are welcome to set up your account information however you want, and you can also like sort of look at stuff there. I'll probably take whatever is left of the day and set mine up pretty meticulously, because that's what she does, and then call it a day. Okay. And Violina, anything you want to do before you head out? Bed? She'd probably ask Ty, can I change, or can I add two things later at, like, um, my own terminal in my room? Or I need to go back up after I get my account first set up. Ty's gonna answer, because Ty's not talkative. Fine. Yeah, you can, you can add things. Some of the larger files won't really load to the terminals in the room, and you can't access a lot at the same time. Uh, yeah, you can add anything to your account that you want, pretty much, and access it just about anywhere. I mean, heck, you could even access your account on a different ship, and you would still have access to the same information. I don't get why the Federation doesn't share information, but probably because they knew if they did, everyone would leave. Oh, yeah. Ty, how did you know to contact? Ty's just gonna kind of, like, let it up. I was like, yeah, how did you know? And he kind of has this sheepish grin on his face, which is a little weird coming from a lizard person. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. <laughs> I've heard of your work, or and I just felt called that you were a good person to reach out to. Well, it just kind of gives him this look of like, that's the explanation you're going with? You sure you didn't do some one of your weird search thingies, or... Really, the explanation you're going with there, friend? This shrugs continues with his work. I'm glad I did. You're a good friend to have. I'm happy if I was able to help. Yeah, he was helpful. It's just our first meeting was very, was a little suspicious. Trust can be a very danger on the shadow net. Yeah, he's not the best at subtlety. <laughs> There's no one else I'd rather have my back in a fight. He's kind of like, I would say, rumples his hair. He has no hair, but she just kind of like. No, I rub it's saying to like he rubs his head sounds weird. <laughs> yeah, that, that kind of does. <laughs> I can't think. That's the right word. Pets him a little bit? I don't know. And she just she just kind of like pats his head. She does that thing where you just kind of like wiggle someone's head. <laughs> you can tell she's very comfortable around him. He, he's just accepting it. You aren't entirely sure how comfortable he is with this, but he's just not question he's just he just goes with it. Alright, so after that, goes back down to the library and sees if there's any- Okay, so hang on, let's- let me see. Okay, that was above a 10. You do get a result. It's nothing for sure, but the- the shuttle that the 
search is able to identify. Okay. And it's a pretty commonly produced shuttle. As far as the databases show, that shuttle's never is something that's never been produced in the Federation. It's produced in the Alliance. Does it give a specific part of the Alliance? It's basically a Honda. It's the Honda of Shuttlecraft, but it's, in, it's one of like the nicer Hondas of Shuttlecraft. But it has no specialized parts that maybe somebody that we've discussed might know them. I don't think it would. Too, too generic. Not that you can tell from now, but it's... you've ever heard of Alliance ships existing in the Federation and being used by Federation citizens. Okay, but nothing's come up about the... just the... Yeah, nothing about the people, yeah. It's, it's still searching on the people. Okay, okay. Sorry, if it's really important, I'm not gonna let y'all miss it. Yeah. I just don't want to kind of have Vibe be like, Oh, hey, the we got this from an Alliance ship. By the time it's identified the ship and, start, and it's still searching for the people, it's gone through most of the Alliance databases, so you get the feeling if it was an Alliance citizen, they would rec- it would have recognized them by now. I know, I'm just- okay. So, the ship is Alliance, but you get the feeling that the people aren't. Can I mention Spectra? Kind of, I kind of get bit and say like she's giving you guys devices so like you guys can all sort of keep in touch and message people individually. It doesn't have the biggest range, but as long as you're on the ship, it works just fine. Yeah, just more of a heads up because I don't feel like I have enough right now to be worth worrying everyone. But I probably message Spectra. And I did a search on photos that Farida gave or that Farida took. With the shuttle and the people taking Belair Scout, the shuttle is Alliance made. Well, that's odd. How in the world did an Alliance shuttle end up in Federation space? Mm. That could prove annoying. Definitely not a good thing. <sighs> not sure if it's sinister or just annoying. Did Tally mention where the Belair Scout last remembered being before going into hibernation? Were they in Alliance territory? Were they in Federation? It doesn't seem like he's been able to access that part of his memory yet. Most of his energy is focused on going. Perhaps once we get him home and he's able to reconnect with his people, he'll be able to remember more. It's been rough on him being alone all that time. I understand. Regardless if it's sinister or just aggravating, it's not a good that some that things from the Alliance are too federated. No, it's not. The Alliance is always. I get no idea with the people who do that, but the people who do that are usually very sneaky. So it's been challenging to get under control because they don't really get why the Alliance is trying to keep things separate from the Federations because we need to figure out how best to approach them. We're starting a war. Would there be a way to try to track or get a better position? on where the shuttle came from to see maybe who was piloting before it was put in Federation space. I mean, it's possible, but it's a bit of a long shot. I'd have to focus more on trying to find who's been selling shuttles to the to the Federation. Okay. So it's person's good to be. I was just worried that races that the Federation hadn't known had come with the ship. And therefore, the Federation would, worst case scenario, sort of keeping them contained or uh, disposing of them. But if it was just selling a shuttle, then that's another matter. 
Are these shuttles usually used by private citizens, or were they are they more attached to larger ships? I'm not sure. I'd have to do some research and don't keep up with all the shuttle models, but send me the image and what you were able to find, and I'll get some searches going and reach out to some contacts of mine and see what we can find out. I'm still running the people through the database, so I may get a hit on that later, but um, I'll send you the Gut tells me they're probably just people on the outside who are frustrated by the Alliance trying to stick it to them. They probably had no idea what they had. It's worth looking into. Yeah, we don't... Yeah, better look through everything, get lines. Fortunately, I'm probably not going to be able to go back into Federation space for a while after I very much kind of blew my cover and it's going to take me a while to come up with the new disguise, and I, I don't want to do that to Tally after she just got out of She was in there for a very long time. I don't want to do that to her again. At least we still have access to some of the Federation re- like the Shadownet. Oh, that we do, and I do have some contacts who may be able to, with some favors done, get to be in touch with someone who might be able to answer the question of who sold that shuttle. For tomorrow, if update the information we give to the Alliance, would that be a possibility, or would there be a ramification? I mean, there's a possibility for some update, but what kind of update are we talking about? In my line of work, there have been times where, as I and I've needed to go by uh, different, and so I'm not sure I could put down, if I could remember to put down all of them uh, at first, but if it comes up, I know they would. Pr- the Alliance would probably prefer updated. For this, you just need you just need to your birth name, the name where you were born. That's what most people do. They don't really need to for medical purposes. They don't need to know about all of your pseudonyms. The reason they do the scans is so when you go into a hospital, all they need is a DNA test to get your entire to get your medical history, so they can know how to treat you better. And it's it gets updated whenever you go with things you've been treated for and how it went, and it gets pretty comprehensive. All right. I do. Pr- I promise you, it's very well protected. Sometimes the most secure thing still gets robbed. It's hard to rob data that can't be accessed by any living true. beings. The computer processes it, and all the information is held in a separate entity that exists pretty much just in planet. But. Even the computer that tests your DNA does not directly interact with your information. So there should be no way that, like, um, potential enemies from the Federation would be able to access, correct? No. no. And they're a failsafe, so if, even if they are able to get something, it comes out as complete gibberish. A lot of gibberish and a lot of codes can be broken, but... They had me helping test that when they were creating it. I'm still trying to crack that first code. So one of the things that the Alliance takes very seriously is the people's personal information. But it doesn't get shared unless that person wishes to share it. Everything else is mostly open. Do you have any more questions or concerns? None that I can think of right now, but come up, I will contact you. Animal? Well, we'll see you in the morning. Animal tries to read the romance novel. The shelf? Trash here we talking. What kind of trash? I sure you can decide this, you gave it to her. Oh no. What do you mean? <laughs> you um, gave it to her. I would imagine it is a kind of trash that, at least in this situation, Anima would be 
curious about. I'm not going to be specific about what it is. So, what would anime be entertained by in a trashy book? Oh, Victor, I don't know. <laughs> I guess we'll leave that for, as a mystery for next time. I have a feeling it's probably something very fluffy and light. <laughs> no, be, I'll let you decide that. Yeah, no, she tries to read the book. She doesn't really get it. She puts it down and stares out the window until she goes to sleep. Alright, go to bed for the spending your first night outside of Federation space on a real fancy ship and you kind of doesn't feel like you're falling asleep on a ship. It just feels like you're falling asleep in a really nice room and for some of you it might be nicer than any room you've ever stayed in. Aboard the Opal Star is an Esper Genesis 5e actual play podcast DM'd and produced by Brianna Toiber as part of Pseudonym Social, a creative podcast network. I'm Casey, and I'm playing Anima the Ashenforged. Victor, and I'm playing Farida the Promethean. My name's Alexis, and I am playing Vilina Sorel the Eldori. Music is by Patrick Chester of Chester Studios. To see more of his work, visit his website at chesterstudios.net. Find out more about Pseudonym Social by visiting our website at pseudonymsocial.wordpress.com. If you like what we're doing and would like to support us, please consider leaving a review or donating to our Patreon at patreon.com slash pseudonymsocial.